Welcome to the Dossier Podcast with Jordan Schachtel. Today we're going to kind of do an unplanned emergency podcast. COVID was really the last thing that I wanted to talk about this week, but I'm getting sucked into it again. I wanted to talk about Bitcoin or the Olympics or something cool and exciting going on in life. But unfortunately, the CDC and Big Pharma and all these other ridiculous institutions are want to ruin our lives and they have other plans for us. So a lot of people have been asking, why has the CDC reversed course? What's going on? What's with these new recommendations that everyone wear a mask again? And unfortunately, when the CDC makes a recommendation in America, private enterprise and governments view this as the gospel. Uh, Whatever the CDC says cannot be wrong. It cannot be contradicted. It is the science. Um, Defying the science will get you banned on social media. So that's where we're at in America right now. And the CDC has weighed in um, under the direction, in my opinion, of the White House After viewing some data, I think, coming out of Europe and Asia, the CDC has determined that they are holy cloths. The mask must be worn again for both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. So why is COVID tyranny coming back? There's a lot of reasons for it, but I think there's one primary reason. And we'll start with the negative stuff and and end on a positive note. But just... This morning, I saw that uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is now reinstituting a mask mandate starting Saturday um, at 5 a.m. Eastern time. And for a pandemic so deadly, it is it is weird that you know she's willing to wait a couple days for the, the, the reinstitution of the of the masks. You know these incredibly scientific masks. It's um, it, it's pretty incredible that the mask regime is coming back and I think Bowser will be one of many blue state leaders you know, DC is in a state but um, you know, she's she has a very high profile job and I think you'll see some Democrat governors unfortunately especially in blue blue states like New York and California and Massachusetts a lot of the Northeast Pacific Northwest you're definitely going to see some mandates coming back. Uh, I wrote about this in the dossier a, a couple of months ago. And unfortunately, these populations have been programmed, essentially, to believe in this pseudoscience behind lockdowns and masks. So when these COVID cases are going back up, they're going to want solutions to this problem because in 2021, Um, people aren't supposed to die anymore. So respiratory season must cease to exist. And we've been told by these public health experts that, hey, we have the tools to solve the respiratory season forever. These tools are lockdowns, mask mandates, any kind of restriction, any type of form of communism is going to make, is going to save everyone. You just need to comply and everything will work itself out. So the the CDC recommendations, um, I, I have a hypothesis behind this. And it really starts, you have to understand, it starts with the, the clinical trials from the COVID vaccines, at least the new CDC recommendations, why they're pushing back um, the, the mask regime into order, is that the, the Pfizer, Moderna, and uh, J&J trial data on these vaccines 
were very much unsupervised. They made claims such as our vaccines are close to 100% successful in preventing hospitalization and death. And that was a very bold statement given that the control group seemed to have very similar outcomes to the, um, the group that was actually administered with the vaccine. And a lot of people were skeptical after reading the data at the time. And there was no you know, secondary party that was evaluating the data. It was just simply you know, Pfizer, Moderna, they published this data. And the next thing you know, in, you have people like Anthony Fauci who were quoted as saying that these vaccines, any one of them, pick, pick your poison, uh, not trying to, not literally, but um, Anthony Fauci was saying that the vaccines are virtually, and I quote unquote, virtually 100% effective at preventing hospitalization and death. So what has happened since then? Since then, there's been a lot of interesting data coming out of Europe, Asia, Middle East, a few countries in particular, Israel, the UK, Ireland, what we're seeing is that while people who have had COVID and recovered very rarely, if ever, um, are threatened by this virus, and it's interesting that these so-called public health experts are never talking about this, that's kind of a secondary thing. What we're seeing, unfortunately, in people who have one or two doses of the, um, you know, the mRNA drug or the Johnson & Johnson or AstraZeneca uh, COVID vaccines, that these people are starting slowly to acquire COVID, end up in the hospital with COVID, unfortunately. And it's becoming very clear that the safety profile for these vaccines, uh, it is not 100% successful. Uh, to say the least, at preventing hospitalization and death from COVID. And now even in the United States, there are uh, individual states reporting uh, thousands of hospitalizations from people who had previously been vaccinated. Um, this has a lot to do with our COVID testing regime using these uncertain PCR diagnostic kits that are flagging a lot of false positives and some legitimate positives. And we're kind of just still in a place where we're just ignoring comorbidities and saying that, you know, it's fine to be uh, morbidly obese in America because it's a PC thing and, and everything's good. Just just try not to get COVID, take your vaccine, you'll be super healthy. But going back to the data out of um, Israel specifically, because Israel's population has basically been forced to take the vaccine or you're basically restricted from society. So there are very few people who decided not to take the vaccine. So the data in Israel is very robust. And what they find now is that an incredible amount of people are showing up, um, are being hospitalized with COVID-19. And it really shouldn't come as a surprise to many. And it, it, it's sad to see that the, the CDC, but not, it, it shouldn't be surprising actually that the CDC would double down on the stupidity instead of choosing that, you know, this is basically the best uh, therapy or drug that we have, that we think we have to deal with the situation. And while they are recognizing that is not 100% effective, they, you know, haven't even thought for a second that maybe freedom is the answer here, that once 
you've kind of exhausted your resources. There is no other, there's no room for government intervention here. It, it's, it's, you basically, like, we know that these lockdowns and masks don't work. I mean, they can continue to tell themselves that they work, but there's no data anywhere in the world that shows that the lockdowns and the masks are going to do something to stop the spread of a, a tiny submicroscopic infectious particle. It's just never been proven. And in addition to that, we always have the counterexample in Sweden, where you have a population, I think it's around 30-something percent who chose to take the COVID vaccine. And what they're finding in Sweden is that all-cause mortality uh, year over year during the pandemic, uh, as related to previous years, there hasn't really been much of a change. And for me, that's the mandate for, I mean, you don't need a mandate for freedom, but that's the perfect example for why the government should never have gotten involved in the first place with this stuff. Because it's um, it, it's totally, the, the, nothing that they're doing is, is helpful at this point. So the CDC, instead of saying, oh, hey, maybe we overstated the efficacy of the vaccine. Instead of saying, maybe you should just, if you have some type of risk factors, you should consider vaccination. Maybe talk to your doctor if you have some health issues, like any normal, I guess, physician would recommend is that you talk to your doctor, a special an individual health specialist. Instead, this, the CDC is, is doubling down on the madness because they have nowhere else to turn to. They've promised the public that they are going to you know, save people from death forever, and they will continue to push this insanity until I think people reject it. Now on to reasons for optimism. I think we have many reasons for optimism. We, before the COVID stuff, a lot of Americans didn't realize how rotten our bureaucracies and institutions were. And now we have millions and millions of people who are very much awake to this reality that the CDC is not an institution to be trusted, that bureaucrats like Anthony Fauci, uh, former bureaucrats like Deborah Burks, Francis Collins of the NIH, these are all people who very much are not looking out for your health. These credentialed um, China-funded uh, academics who have never actually dealt with a patient in their entire lives who are giving health advice for entire populations, the Department of Health and Human Services, none of these people care about your health, and that, that's becoming very clear. So why is that a reason for optimism? It's because these institutions have basically illegitimized themselves, that they have no, no facts, no data, no ground to stand on. So hopefully our coalition, whether it's like Team Freedom or Team Reason or whatever you want to call it, continues to expand because the government has really played, the government and these so-called public health experts have really put their cards out on the table and it's not impressive. And the only thing that they have going for them is they have the support of uh, you know, corporate America to a certain extent and these big tech oligarchs that continue to censor people for speaking out. So the CDC's defenders are saying, well, this Delta variant is now here and we weren't expecting that because the, the unvaccinated are to blame. The unvaccinated are giving us Delta and, and it's important to address this matter. First and foremost, as much as you know, the, the bureaucrats are claiming this is the case, 
there is zero evidence that the, this Delta variant is being spread and has been uh, you know, brought into the world by people who chose not to take the vaccine. The, this is just, in, in my opinion, it's a total cover your behind operation. The CDC does not want to openly admit that they, what they've been selling, the product that they've been selling has not lived up to certain standards. So unfortunately, and this is very alarming to me, by the way, seeing people blaming the unvaccinated for their own vaccine not working. And these people are probably, if you know people like this, they're probably way too far beyond reaching and bringing them over to a more sane position. But I think there's a lot of Americans that are now seeing through it. And yeah, the idea that the unvaccinated are, are spreading Delta, I, I would love to see whatever information these people can come up with. Um, it, it's just simply that Delta is being used as, as, an, as an excuse, as, as an out, because this, this stuff hasn't been, uh, you know, they promised us 100%, virtually 100%, they said, uh, effective at preventing hospitalization and death, and that's just not happening. I'm not saying it's 0% effective. Maybe it's somewhere uh, you know, in an upper range, but it's certainly not 100%. And to claim 100% was stupid in the first place. And it, it reminds me of uh, before the vaccine era, we were told from Chinese authorities, right, that lockdowns uh, stopped the virus in Wuhan. And the solution to a lockdown, if a lockdown doesn't work, is just to lock down a little harder next time. Just, just, um, you know, lock people in their homes and, and barricade their own homes and then maybe they won't spread the virus next time. And I think that's what you're seeing, unfortunately, in countries like Australia and New Zealand right now is that their solution, the, the cases are still rising, so they must lock down harder. And then when we were told that masks were the magic bullet, remember there was a certain threshold that if America reached universal masking and set and three out of every four Americans was wearing masks, we could just wipe the virus out. And, and when that didn't happen, what did they say? They said that, well, not enough people masked up. And if we just got to 100%, then the masks would have worked. So now we're on to the vaccine stage. And what's interesting thing about this is that to believe what the CDC is saying, and, and you know these, these so-called public health experts and academia and uh, you know, the, the, and these corporate press uh, ad advocates that they they're blaming the unvaccinated, but like was that never part of their calculations? That did they really think that they could achieve one hundred percent vaccination rates? Um, the, a lot of people in the United States are, and and abroad decided to take the COVID vaccine, and probably higher than I would love to see the internal estimates that were projected by these pharmaceutical companies and um, and government health organizations. But the, the idea that the unvaccinated are responsible is just, uh, it, it's pure pure quackery. There's, there, I would challenge anyone to, to, to show me real evidence that it's the case that, that the unvaccinated are to blame. And even if that was the case, how could you not um, put that into your projections for how these uh, how these vaccines were going to work. So sadly, in conclusion, I think if you're living in a blue state, 
you're going to be dealing with some garbage moving forward with the lockdowns and the masks and especially into the fall and winter where we know that more people get sick and that's just life and there's nothing that's going to prevent that. Uh, you can wear six masks and still get sick and you can stay in your home all day and you'll probably get very sick. But this is the recommendations coming down from above from our incredibly wise bureaucrats. Um, on the other side of the coin, though, if you're living in a free state, a state that has actually followed the science and the data behind the COVID madness, that I think that your fall and winter is going to be pretty pleasant. And for those of you who did not heed the call to leave the blue states, and I know some of you have things going on in your life that's keeping you stuck there. But like, I, you know, I was talking to my friends in DC earlier and they're like, oh, this is so ridiculous. We're, we're gonna protest against the masks. And I'm just thinking, good luck with that. <laughs> or my friends in New York City, same thing. It's just, you're not in a position of, of authority and power. And it, I think it's just time for people to rally around and be around like-minded folks. And they are just, America is very much splitting into two different um, ideological regimes. Those who, those who believe that these credentialed so-called elites have our best interests at heart and will follow them literally off the, the COVID cliff. And those of us who have recognized that these institutions have delegitimized themselves to such an extent that almost nothing that they say is worth paying pay, paying attention to, and in fact, not following their advice will maybe lead to a flourishing and healthy lifestyle. Since when, anyway, has anyone before COVID times thought, oh, the, the FDA and the CDC, they're they're responsible for keeping me healthy, so I'm just gonna, you know, do what they say to do. I'm gonna step on my social distancing circle. And stay safe because safety is of utmost priority. That would have been such a ridiculous thing and totally unheard of before the COVID age. But the bottom line is, uh, unfortunately, my prediction that the lockdowns and masks are coming back seems to be coming to fruition. I am not happy about that, but I think it's the reality moving forward. Best thing you can do, move to a free state. Great times in Florida and Texas. I was just in South Dakota, uh, even Arizona should be okay. A lot of states in the Midwest, in the center of the country, that will do just fine. And my advice is just to like tune out the nonsense. Um, people who have health problems, you still have your doctor to go to. Your doctor is still hanging around there. But again, I think what this era has taught us and will continue to teach us is that the only solution to a widespread respiratory problem is for people to take responsibility for their own health. No government bureaucracy is going to give you a magic cure and fix all your problems and keep you healthy. Your health is your own responsibility. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's just the reality of life that the, you know, the CDC, the WHO, all of these giant government institutions, the uh, public health department at Harvard, they're not really looking out for you. They are ideologues. They're in pursuit of power and prestige. They don't know anything about your individual health, about your family history, about whatever else is going on in your life. 
but I bet your personal physician very much knows a lot about what's going on in your life and can help you in a much better way. So anyway, in summary, I think that the CDC's new recommendations come actually from a reading of data that they're not, they're purposely not trying to disclose too much to the public because they don't want people asking too many questions about prior promises. Um, these new recommendations are a doubling down on uh, stupidity. This is a, a perfect example of why people refer to them as the idiocracy because they are just trying something that doesn't work a second time and they will never take responsibility for their failed predictions. The vaccines are simply not the magical cure that they were being advertised as, and I know that that's not a popular opinion, but that's the reality of the situation. And there is no mandate for any restrictions on our freedom whatsoever, as proven by the Sweden control group, and people need to just move on with their lives